0: You're listening to an all-new episode of Off the Rails with Sloppy Yellow. Views and opinions expressed here reflect hardcore fan perspectives and sometimes might be factual. Be advised, this podcast may contain adult language.
1: Holy shit, Billy Bradley, we finally made it, son. We didn't think this day was ever going to come there a few weeks ago. Uh, But lo and behold, it is absolutely here. We are going (laughs) racing, Billy Bradley, this weekend. We are going to Darlington Motor Speedway down in Darlington, South Carolina. My son was born in the great state of South Carolina. I lived in South Carolina for eight years. Love the state. Absolutely love that track. The first time I saw it, Billy, I I was probably 2014. I think it was 2014, first time I went uh, to Darlington. and As a longtime fan, Billy, when I came out of Darlington, I realized I had seen my first real NASCAR track I hadn't been to um, I hadn't been to Martinsville yet I hadn't been to Bristol yet that was the beginning of me going to Bristol um, six years or five years in a row and I want to tell you something Billy I couldn't be more excited to get get started but before we get to Darlington we got to talk about this schedule just came out on Thursday Billy on Thursday the new schedule come out um, we are going to Bristol Motors Speedway Sunday, May 31st. Uh, Billy Bradley, as a resident of Bristol, Virginia, does this surprise you that we're going to Bristol, uh, Tennessee, or are you pissed we're going to Bristol, Tennessee?
2: It, I'm pissed, and uh, it doesn't surprise me because, you know, Tennessee's opened up their state uh, a couple of weeks ago. But the fact is I'm pissed because, I'm actually going to be laid off those two weeks that we're going to Bristol, Martinsville, and Atlanta. Like that's a damn race fans' dream week right there. In ten days, we're going to be hit those three tracks.
1: Billy Bradley, you just said wow. what um, a third of all the population in that area. If you took and dropped a pin and went 250 miles from Charlotte, North Carolina, a third of the people in that in that area are. Pissed same as you are. What a wonderful <laughs> opportunity to go travel and see a bunch of great races all real quick, get them out of the way. Uh, it's something that's probably, I mean, I don't think it's happened since we we got in a big time, uh, not since Richard Petty was winning three NASCAR races a week. I mean, it's been 40 years plus since we've had this kind of racing action. But we go Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, Sunday, May 31st. Then we go again, June 7th, we go to Atlanta, makes sense. Billy, here's where the fun part comes in, brother. Wednesday, June 10th, we go right back up there to Martinsville, your home state of Virginia. were unsure race. We are night race. You were unsure 7 p.m. Eastern start. You're unsure we would ever go back to Martinsville. How about a Sunday, June 7th race and a Wednesday, June 10th race going Atlanta and Martinsville back-to-back?
2: It's, it's amazing, man. Like I, I mean, as a fan, even – not to be able to go to the track, like I'm okay with it because I get to watch the great racing on TV. And you know, just talking about Bristol, like you know, everybody says Bristol, but look, we're the chase race is in September and Bristol, and we're going in May. It's going to be pretty much similar weather, so everybody's going to be working on that race. I mean. Man, it's it's going to be amazing as a race fan.
1: Billy, we're going to bring Rob Lopes in here in just a second, because when I saw this schedule, the first thing I did was laugh, thinking about Rob Lopes trying to run around the, the damn uh, 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 Rouse Fenway Racing uh, um, Homestead over there. But we leave uh, Martinsville, and actually we do go to Homestead. Dale Jr. is going to get the race. I believe he's racing one car or one Uh, The Xfinity is going to race there twice, Saturday, uh, June 13th, and Sunday. There's a doubleheader on Sunday because Cup is running on the 14th. Um, And here's what we're going to talk to Rob in just a second. But they got to go, Billy, a a mile-and-a-half car June 7th, a short track car June 10th, and then June 14th, they got to have another mile-and-a-half car ready. But then from June 14th, Billy, we go to my beloved Talladega Motor – the Super Speedway of Talladega, Billy Bradley, Sunday, June 21st. I've already uh, circled it on my calendar. I've already uh, ordered my brisket. Uh, I, I, I couldn't be more excited to get to damn Talladega, Alabama, if I tried. Let's bring Rob Lopes in here right now. Rob, you, you've seen a little bit of the schedule. I know you've been working your ass off trying to get everything ready to go uh, to go racing this weekend. But uh, let's talk here. You're going uh, June 7th. Sunday, Atlanta, then Wednesday at Martinsville, and then the following Sunday at Homestead. That seems like a pretty quick turnaround here for you, boy. Is that, is that, am I reading that right? Uh, I'll tell
3: you what, from a turnaround standpoint, yes. I mean, we're hustling, but something that people, I mean, some people get it, some people don't, some people know, some people don't. But from a car building standpoint, it actually works. A little better for everybody just because you're not you're not using the same parts for all these places yeah you know you put three mile-and-a-halves in a row and you're using all the same parts same spring same shocks and you try to do three three of them in seven days or eight days you know you're gonna you're gonna stretch your part supply thin so you know when you space it out that, like that a little bit not to mention like your car construction because let's face it these cars are quote-unquote all the same but they're not all the same You know, when we build a short track car, we build a little different, you know, within our, within the parameters that we're given by NASCAR and the drawings and all that, we will build a little bit different than we will, than we'll build a mile and a half car, you know, Mm -hmm. an intermediate car. Yeah. So having it split up like that, you know, helps you as far as turnaround and parts and stuff like that. But on the other side of the coin, I mean, we're, we're hustling and it's a different, it's really a different feel at the shop. And I'm. I would be fairly certain it's <laughs> similar at everybody's place because it's like we're working on two cars right now.
1: Yeah.
3: But it's not your primary and your backup.
2: Yeah.
3: It's Sunday primary, Wednesday primary.
2: You, I mean, you really don't have to have a backup going racing the way we're doing it because you're not having no yeah. practice. So there, there's no practice team... to qualifying.
3: The, the only time, Billy, I'm going to interrupt you before you say it, before you go any further, and then you can continue. The only time we'll have a bad no, bar right now is for the 600 because we're going to
2: qualify. Gosh. Right. And, no, I was just going to bust Ricky Stenhouse's ass because his team is going to benefit from this thing. They're not going to be prepping three cars throughout the weekend that he's going to tear up. So, like, his mm. team will get some rest on this. Yeah. Oh, my. Um,
1: let, let, me, let me say this right here. Um, the entire country, the United States of America is, is what every sports talk show, sports host has been talking about this week ad nauseum. I love it. Everybody's looking back. They're looking forward to live competition. You know, Billy, we, we saw UFC come out there, and, and I saw a lot of people were very confused because UFC somehow got a 1,000 uh, COVID tests and all that sort of thing, and, and we're right. not testing anybody for COVID, but fact of the matter is, um the, the competition in the UFC Talk Oregon, about not
3: social distancing.
1: it is, is a little bit no different way. than um Holy than, smoke than when you're there so I, those those guys at UFC they they rolled the dice they took a, a I'm going to say a um I I mean, I at least they did an educated guess on trying to do the best thing possible. But, hey, at NASCAR, uh, the way NASCAR is set it up to say, hey, there's going to be one person in the in victory circle. That's the driver. The only other thing going to be in there is the trophy. They are, NASCAR yeah. is very serious about social distancing, keeping everybody safe. Nobody. Man. I mean, literally you don't even, nobody. You don't
3: even know. You I, don't even know that. Yeah. yeah
1: nobody wants a superstar team or even a even the worst team nobody wants a team to get infected in nascar and that be the story moving forward nobody wants that right. there's not a, one person in the united states that wants that except maybe some jackass that um you know that wants to see america fail uh but that, that's well, not an american way to look at it i am super excited about getting down here rob you talked about the the mood of the shop was kind of different, noticeably different coming here. Uh, are you prepared? At, is there anything that can prepare you for the new protocols and stuff we're going to down in in Darlington? Have y'all talked about it as a team? Are you going to? Where, where are you guys stand there?
3: Okay, I'll I'll go ahead and give you like a broad spectrum thing on all of this. Like I said, you know, it, it's a different feel in the shop, and there's some teams that road crews are working. There's some teams that. Road crews aren't working in the shop. They're trying to keep them separated. We're we're our road crews are in the shop, but we have relocated our areas. Yeah, and we are quarantined into one room. The 17s quarantined into another room. We're not allowed in their room. They're not allowed in our room. And when we get brought cars, they're sprayed down and disinfected. Yeah, any parts that come are sprayed down, and disinfected. We and you know before they leave. And then when we get them, we do the same thing. Like we, like I think there's a tanker truck of alcohol and wipes. Yeah. At our at our place because we are doing everything we can to keep everybody healthy, keep our road crews healthy. Um, did I wait, Did it, I hear you had,
1: say that right? You have an actual a, a truck there <laughs> to, to keep everything safe and sanitized. It must
3: be. It must yeah. be because I mean we have. We have everybody has their own spray bottle of alcohol. Everybody has yeah, their ha, has has disinfecting wipes. Mm-hmm. I mean, to do whatever you <laughs> need to do. We we are masked all the time. The only time you take your mask off is to, you know, eat a snack and drink. break and eat and eat your lunch right. or get you a drink of water or whatever. Yeah. Um. And, same and same. we are staying. We. Are, you know, I I tweeted something on you know Dan, not not to get off track, but. Mm-hmm. I said something, and, and it went along with what you said about being patient, about things take longer right now. Yeah. And I thought about that, and I tweeted that today, and I said, you know, I said, the automatic things take longer right now in the, yep. In yep. the world we're in yep. right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: They take longer. We're doing the same things, but some things take longer because you've got to take these extra precautions. Sure. Just sure. to be safe. Yeah. We're not drinking the Kool-Aid, but we're just trying to be safe. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what? Be patient, and patience is a virtue. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, so fact of matter is. So, anyway, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dan. No, I just gonna say, fact of the matter is, uh, we all need this to work. Uh, th- this would be yeah. a huge blessing if if well, NASCAR could go back racing and do it safely, and it's proven over a few weeks that it worked. That, that would be just a huge blessing for the entire country. And, and honestly, the world is going to be looking at this. Rob, go
2: ahead.
3: You, you well, know, I going to say that because that's
1: a. Oh, go ahead,
2: Billy. Well, I got some. Go like Billy. I've heard, I've heard so many things. Like, like you know, you can be like I could be a carrier of this virus and not even know it. So I don't want to see one of these crew members because they're going to be going through significant amount of testing. Like I've heard temperature scans, and they're going to do the test for the the virus itself. You know, if somebody comes back with a positive test, like I don't want to see no stones being thrown at the sport because, you know, that we can be a carrier and not even know it. So, I mean, it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, well, it is. I'll, I'll say this. I'm sorry. No, go
3: ahead. I'll say this. You're looking, at, you're looking at a group of people, a very large group of people that, for the most part, take care of themselves because they have a very difficult, a, a physically difficult job you know there's 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 the outliers here and there and that's and and there's outliers everywhere and NASCAR is doing everything they can to cover all their bases they are dotting I's crossing T's the whole shooting match I mean we are covering bases our company's covering bases just like every other company is like that you know it's it's important to keep your people healthy and Dan you hit you touched on this as far as we are the only team sport that's about to go back into into competition Mm -hmm. and yes the world's going to be watching and there's going to be the naysayers there's going to be the people that you know what are y'all doing and NASCAR doesn't want to fail you know and they are, t- they are taking the precautions to protect their stars, to protect their people, to protect the teams. They're, they're doing everything they can within their power to protect all of us. Mm-hmm. And But it, there's also some responsibility, some self-responsibility as well. We've got to take care of ourselves, and that's how you take care of the herd. Well, uh, so But 20%. that's it. Wait, well, hold on. I, I just, yep. let, me, let me finish with this. Mm-hmm. You, and you said the world's going to be watching, but you know who else is going to be watching? all the other major sports yeah, because they want to see, okay, these guys were able to do this and they did it this way. Mm -hmm. So you know what? We can adapt from this. We can learn from this and we can get our sport rolling. And, you know, and it's, it'll be just a little, just a little sprinkling of normalcy into the weekend. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, we're going to see, we're going to see a live
3: race that's not going to be virtual. And that's important. Well, it's that very in important.
1: itself is a is a damn blessing. But uh, Billy, let, let's to touch on something Rob said. Um, you know, we're you're doing so much of the same things in your workplace, Billy. You guys have laid off a bunch of people. You guys have split into two different crews. You're going to work um, a little bit. You're going to be laid off a little bit. But if we are going yeah. to start on a national stage, on, on, on a on a on a global stage. Who would we want to start with? We want to start with people who are disciplined and used to getting to the track early, staying late, and and, and with an extremely difficult schedule. The NASCAR schedule is is a circus. And once the season starts, you get three weekends off, and it's, I mean, it is hectic, it's crazy. Who else would be better prepared to do that thing than than athletes and, and guys in the garage and teams like this that are working together, I think, first of all, um, it's a calculated risk, but I think we're, we're in good shape here. But I'm, I think everybody, even CDC people, even, you know, governors, all these other people are going to be looking at how the NASCAR series does things, the protocols, see if anybody's getting sick, how they're keeping it safe. Right. You know, hey, listen, after this first weekend, I promise you everybody associated at Darlington Raceway is going to be smarter just by observing how it actually went. Nobody knows exactly how it's going to go. There's going to be hiccups. Patience is absolutely the key of uh, the key word here. But I think everybody is going to be smarter. I, I, the way I look at it, Billy, we're kind of using um, a calculated risk. Uh, that's what I yeah. Family, we owner, we, we have no do.
2: instruction manual.
1: We have no instruction manual. Hell no. We're writing it. At- Billy,
3: you you said it right there. We're writing it as we go. As we go.
1: And as a business owner, all I do every day, all day long is one thing and one thing only, and that's manage my risk. Because if you're a pussy, you can't be a business owner. That's just a fact. If you get nervous at at something right up, you don't have the balls to to own a business. You have to take calculated risk. I think NASCAR has done everything up front, Billy, with with no um, hindsight to look at how somebody's deal, dealt with this problem before, I'm very – and I was extremely – if you remember, when NASCAR said they were going to racing at Atlanta, I blasted the shit out of them. Uh, I was like – but as somebody who yeah. blasted them for, for trying to do this when it was too early, I, I've seen what they've done. I'm, I'm also not – I'm not a stakeholder in this, Billy. I'm not going to Darlington, but – from everything that I've read, from everything that I've heard, from everything that I have seen, I think NASCAR is going about it the best possible way they can with the information that we have.
2: I'm not only am
1: I looking forward to seeing the action on the track, I'm very anxious because the next time we, the three of us meet Billy to talk, we're going to have run two races, and so by the time if, – if we can get uh, Rob Lopes, uh, uh, we can peel his eyelids open um, here next Thursday. I, it's going to be very inter- – one of the most interesting things I'm looking at, and listen, we'll talk racing for sure, but it's how the flow went in the garage, how the communication went. Yeah. You know, we, these are guys who communicate like crazy. We've both been in the pits. Seeing Rob Lobes writing shit down, it looks like Egyptian hieroglyphics, and then all of a sudden the crew chief will look down and go, "Hey, what kind of tires we got back there?" And it you, well, now there's going to be masks. There's going to be all these other things that you can't, you know, mouth words. It's, I cannot wait to see how this thing rolls out, huh. how it goes. I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> Rob, like I said, if Rob is no, you just made like me think tires. of something, and like
3: you just made me think of something. I can't wait to say it, but go ahead. No, go ahead. You're, please continue. Well. You just mentioned you know, notes and the way you communicate and you've been in the pit. Well you know how you know how loud things can get at the yeah. racetrack. Uh-huh. In the garage and you know, on pit road during the race, things are loud.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: and and everybody's got headsets on or and if you're not wearing a headset you're wearing earplugs and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Well I'm not gonna say that I'm a old man, but you know, I have no <laughs> spring chicken either. Uh as a lot of people already know that uh-huh. uh, I think I I, I turned ninety four <laughs> uh this week. Yeah, you right. know, depe- depending on what Twitter feed depending on what Twitter feed you follow, I turn ninety four. Uh,
2: yeah, um, from what I've know, seen thanks, uh, thanks uh, to my, Rob Thanks to my buddies from... Alec
3: Hayden and Nascar yeah. Chasm, it depends. It's ninety two or ninety four depending on who you listen to. Yeah you <laughs> said the range is
1: so, ninety one to ninety seven, depending on what feed right.
3: you go ahead. Jesus. So but what I'm getting at is this, is I've learned to especially during races, and this is where I it really comes into play. One of the places we're going at the end of May, going to mm-hmm. Bristol. It's yeah. so loud in there. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to hear. And the yeah. best thing the best thing for the crew guys that happened was the exhaust going out the right side. Because when the exhaust came out of the left and all the noise was coming inward,
1: yeah.
3: it was deafening. Like you would wear earplugs under your headset. Mm-hmm and just turn the volume up, and you could still hear the radio, but you wouldn't hear the ambient noise as bad. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that I've learned over my storied career, and i that's in quotes because it's <laughs> sarcasm, um, is if you're talking on the radio, sometimes it, you can talk on the radio to each other, but look at the person you're talking to and read yeah. his lips. Yeah. And you can figure out what he's saying. If you're hearing it and reading it, you can figure out what he's saying. Yeah. Well, now everybody's got a daggum mask on. You ain't gonna be able to read no lips. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're just gonna to have to really rely on that radio, you know, turn it up, you know, you that, that miracle area is gonna come in handy right now for us, you know, more yeah. seasoned veterans in the garage, you know, and all yeah. that. That I just thought of that when you said it, it's like I mean, Darlington's not as bad, it's kind of a big track. Sure. You get a little time to talk. Yeah. But there's you hit the nail on the head right there, man, there's a lot of communication that goes on. And we are talking with uh, less people, Yep. and it's going to take more communication to make things happen smoothly. That's exactly yeah. right.
1: Well, I, I tell you, it's, it's all a, a an exercise that uh, that is the, the, the dynamic of what you guys are going to do. Just by the way, like we said last week, it's not business as usual, but it's business, and it's changing, and it's, it's a whole new dynamic that, we're all getting into um uh, together. So nobody has a, a distinct advantage here. Um it, it is what it is. Let's let's now we talked to schedule. Uh let's go Billy, did you hear the news about Chicago uh selling some of their their property that they had there? Did you hear that Billy? Yeah, but uh, maybe for like an Amazon warehouse or something. I thought I heard. Billy, it's a non wouldn't. You? in in my in my opinion, it's a non-issue. Every one of these damn tracks have uh, you look. You go to Texas Motor Speedway. I should say they've got a thousand acres or something out there. Everything is built up around it. That property now becomes so much more valuable. It's not even funny. Uh, NASCAR has been for uh, the last. I mean, they bought Iowa. What about six seven years ago? Um, NASCAR has been. They're they're basically a real estate company. Is is what they're what they are. They have some of the uh, the best real estate in the in some of the best markets on the planet. Auto Club Speedway is uh, that that listen they could sell is that it, Speedway tomorrow. And, is it really?
3: Is yeah, it really? Have it you been there? I, listen, no, it's, it's definitely. Hey, you could rezone that into a huge. There's a steel factory literally next door.
1: Yeah,
3: and it's it, it was a it was a defunct steel factory, and they filmed part of the Terminator in that factory. This is no BS. Yep. They filmed part of their Terminator in that factory, and now all of a sudden it is booming. Yeah,
1: well, Same that still factory as Texas Motor Speedway. I I mean, they don't build Bucky's just anywhere, but the, the first one they built in North Texas was Ooh. by Texas Motor Speedway's track. I mean, we could have a Bucky's, podcast on Bucky's, man. Oh God, we don't even listen, go there. If Jimmy Wags got in here, he would talk nonstop about. But but Jimmy Wags walked in with Bucky's in the Bucky's and, and then Come came, out, out in, came out in debt. I mean, that son of a bitch came out in debt right. when he went in there. He had a belt buckle, cowboy hat, washer and dryer. Yeah, he, had he had everything he He had, had to call his bank for a um, personal loan. But listen, if, if Chicago sells some property, it's no big deal. There's plenty of property out there. It goes for a pretty penny. Uh, the fact of the matter yeah. is, this was something that was in the works well before 2020. Um, they, they, they actually yeah. struck part of this deal last year. It's not a big deal to me. I know everybody's worried about, you know, we're going to lose Chicago. Chicago's the third biggest no. market in the country. Auto Club Speedway is uh, the second biggest, um, you know, media market in the country. There's, Listen, they have plenty of stuff to sell. And when you're NASCAR and you streamline – Billy, we've seen them streamline – I mean, listen – all these NASCAR president or track presidents in the last eighteen months, we made mention of it a couple times on the podcast last year. And all of a sudden, they're just they're just leaving. They were end up they, we're doing something else. We're retiring. We're going somewhere. I, listen, this has been a part of NASCAR's plan for years, and, and it is now just being implemented. Selling pieces of property to make, I really. I, Let's talk about Dover real quick while we're while we're doing this. You know, Dover. Everybody's wondering. I've had so many questions. Why? Why the hell, Dad? Oh, do you think that NASCAR tracks can can survive with no fans in here? Well, Bob Parker has tweeted what Dover did. Bob uh, Dover last year got five million in ticket money. Okay, Billy. They sold five million dollars in ticket money. They sold seven million dollars in merch. They had twenty five million dollars in t v money, so literally <laughs> that adds up to thirty six million dollars um more than two thirds just over more than two thirds come from t v so when you get yeah. when you do the fact that you don't have to have i mean if we got no fans there, you don't have anybody working except in the damn garage. you're not paying um hundreds of thousands of dollars to get um the state police there and these sorts of things and all that sort of thing. Can I interrupt
3: can I interrupt yeah. And you, and I might be, I might be raining on your parade right here. No, go ahead. Yes, sir. as far as fans in the stands, yes, you're reducing your overhead. But you know what? And you guys know this, and the people that have been to these races know this, and the people that have bought that, and will use Dover because you're using Dover. Mm-hmm. The people that started buying seats on in row three and can only see the front stretch. Yep. And that stayed with it, stayed with it for decades. And now are three rows from the press box, yep, and can see the whole racetrack, yep, because they were able to, you know, better move their up. tickets, yep, move up, move up in the stands.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, those people get it, and there's we will we will never be anything without our fans, and the at the at track experience, you can watch it on TV and you can get excited and enthralled, yep. but once you go. And you guys know this. Once you go, and you can watch it from the infield is one thing. Watching it from the stands is completely different perspective. Yep. And you smell the fuel, you hear the sounds, you watch the action. There's nothing like being there. Nothing, nothing like being nothing.
1: there. And and the thing about it is, you can feel it when they come down. And, and it, yes, it's absolutely your pants vibrate, uh, the hair oh. standing up all over the place. But fact of the matter oh. is, 2020. Uh, there's not one track on the circuit that has to have fans there to to get to make money. They, they just don't have to in 2020. From a track 2021, standpoint, 2021 from a track standpoint, 2021 and beyond um, uh, is is extremely concerning. Uh, I've pushed Mark Scott off a couple of weeks. We'll right worry about here. that when
3: we get there. Let's exactly
1: this nonsense first. Uh, exactly, and and that's where I, I, we're bringing Mark Scott in here. I do, I wanted to go back racing. I wanted a little bit of time to go here, so it wouldn't be much conjecture and that sort of thing. As we're getting closer to hearing what the, the the Major League Baseball is doing, hearing what um, the NBA is thinking, hear what the NFL is doing. Uh, Billy, I don't yeah. know if you saw this, but over in Germany, um, twelve thousand fans paid to have cardboard cutouts of themselves made to be placed in the stands when they go back to playing <laughs> uh, big time soccer. Because uh, they're not nobody's <laughs> going to be there, but the, the stadium's kind of like, cool. Hey, uh, if you I saw that, but I thought it was fake news. No, that's, that's a real thing. And people, and those, die- listen, there is <laughs> those those soccer hooligans over there are as crazy as anybody on the planet. <laughs> and in and, and 2020, I personally believe in 2020, NASCAR, the sport of NASCAR, is in the best position to come out of here monetarily, Billy. Um, and, and not only do I think they're in the best position, I believe that NASCAR is going to thrive. Uh, from a from a dollar standpoint in 2020 because they can. They've already streamlined all their operations. They are down, whittled down. They could probably go a little bit farther, but they're whittled down to the bone. They're going to get all their damn TV money, Billy Bradley, and getting two-thirds of your payment, um, two-thirds of the money that you expect, and, and then losing all this cost and all this, it's a blessing because I'm going to tell you something. There's 30 million American families that filed for unemployment in the last three uh, three weeks, that wish they had a a third of what they were making. Now now they go from having a job and all of a sudden they're making, you know, uh, 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 what's it called, Uh, unemployment. That's a big hit. They ain't making a third of what they were making when they get unemployment, Billy. So the tracks are going to be okay for 2020. We'll worry about 2021 when we get when we get a hell of a lot closer to the end of 2020. <laughs> but um, yeah. Chicago's a non-issue for me. Uh, the, the tracks are going to be okay this year. Um, I'm not worried about that. Let's go straight here to um, uh, Ryan Newman. Ryan Newman had a very long Zoom meeting today, Billy Brandy. Have you had a chance to catch up on any of that, bud?
2: No, I have not. I got, I'm, I'm
1: trying to get wrong. back to this. Day shift, or okay. <laughs> but, yeah, I was gonna say you've been the day shift, and Rob's feverishly working over there. Let me tell you what the main thing that 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 I took away um, from this from his report, and, and I'm reading from Bob Parker's right now. It's not from memory, but doctors told Ryan Newman that scans indicate his brain never lost uh-huh. oxygen, but yeah. there's still a bunch of questions what? following his yeah. Um, there's still a bunch of questions following his February 17th crash. And the big question is, is there's, it seems Billy that some doctors are saying he had a concussion. Other doctors are saying you didn't have a concussion. And that's why Ryan Newman is saying he's got a, a, a bruise of his brain. Now I've always understood that a a concussion was a bruise on the brain, but uh, that's there. There's, This is actually a very piece of medical um, news that that a lot of doctors are trying to figure out, looking at everything, trying to get smarter as we move forward. But um, there's a lot of people that that don't, I mean, there's experts that say, I don't think he had a concussion. And, And apparently, Billy, his Hans device was crushed. He said that his helmet was just absolutely, I mean, he had a hard time putting it into words, as a matter of fact. But for the the fact of the matter is that they put him in a forced coma, Billy. Did you know? Have you heard that, Billy? No, I have not. They, I didn't hear that either. He he mentioned it today that the doctors put him in a forced coma um, and put a tube in his chest, and that's how they monitored him to make you know check out his brain and all that kind of stuff. And um, you know, he he wow. the one thing he talked about is. Um, you know, he has no memory of the accident or much of the race and has no idea, you know, how dire his condition probably was. Probably not a bad thing. Right. At, no, that's not a bad thing whatsoever. And he hasn't had in-depth conversations with the NASCAR personnel who treated him. And, you know, he was like, you know, I was upside down in the car. And, and he said he was fighting the, with the medical crew there a little bit um, because, he, you know, he wasn't real sure what the hell was going on and all that kind of stuff. And just to listen to everybody should go um, – uh, uh, read the article Bob Parker's put out. Um, Jenna Pryor has made some 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 good comments here, but uh, he said I do know parts of the inside of my car hit my helmet and crushed it, so to speak, is what he said. My helmet did have contact, and my Hans did have contact, but there's no video. I mean, obviously his helmet and his Hans are smashed all to hell, uh, but there's no video of what actually um, um, uh, hit it, but. It's, it's an amazing, an amazing thing uh, just to listen to him, you know, from his perspective, uh, you know, um, that, uh, you know, what happened, he said was he was in the hospital and he, you know, he got out of his coma and that sort of thing. He was watching the crash and he really looked at his, he literally looked at his father, Billy, and he said, did this really happen? I mean, he's like watching himself flying. Wow. He's like, there's Jesus. I mean, he doesn't remember any of it. Like Rob says, probably not a bad thing. But he's like, holy shit! I mean, he watched it himself. He was was the most scared, uh, the most scared that he had been. And I just listened to him talk about the safety workers and all the personnel that went in there and and all the different layers. He literally said every layer of it, there was multiple miracles, big miracles and little miracles, uh, but they all lined up for him. He sounds
2: like a, a man who knows exactly what he lived through. Um, so he said he was laying in the hospital bed with his father by his side and asked his father if that really happened.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he was like, you know, I was wow. just I watching the crash, and I was like, it was. He said it was hard to make myself believe that that's actually what happened. And he he said I literally looked at my dad and I said, did this really happen? You know, he's like, this is. Wow. He had no memory of it, and he's seen it on TV. And he's like, how the how the fuck am I alive? Um, yeah. It Doesn't make much sense, but um, I, I know all those guys over at the Six Shop are uh, chopping at the bit to get their guy in the car and all that sort of thing. Uh, it, you know, Ryan got to go down there and do thirty laps or so. I think they what they said uh, when they when they went down there. And um, I, I got a question for you, Billy Bradley. I don't know if Rob Lopes wants to wants to answer this or not, but I got a question for you. We're getting ready to talk a lot about Matt Kenseth here um, over the next uh, 72 hours, for Christ's Um, And depending on what happens, maybe longer. But Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman are dominating the news cycle um, for, uh, for uh, cup drivers who are able to participate. We'll talk about Kyle Larson in a minute. But, Billy Bradley, I'm putting your ass on the spot right fucking now. Who finishes better
2: at Darlington, Matt Kenseth Matt. or Ryan Newman? Ryan Newman, for sure. Like, I mean, Ryan Newman's not that far behind. The only reason right. you're
3: saying that is because I'm on the phone with you.
2: <laughs> no bullshit, Rob. I'd tell you if I thought so. But <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm going to say it. Ryan Newman. And I'm not I'm backing
3: my guy. I'm just I'm trying to call you out to make sure, you know, that's you the only way I can check, man, to see where your so. emotional is.
2: <laughs> but, listen, this is, I mean, I'm a Chris Buescher bandwagon fan. But I uh, <laughs> can't Car made that sixth car better. We saw Ryan Newman and make the chase last year, and yeah, he was only out three races. He's only behind three races for these guys, and everybody's been out about five to six weeks. We're on an even playing field. Brother Bradley, yeah. I, I think I, I
3: agree.
2: I think it's very even between Matt Kenseth
1: and Ryan Newman, and I'm not saying that because of skill or anything else. I actually think. If there is any advantage coming here, it's to Matt Kenseth because he doesn't know what he doesn't fucking know. Um, he's eager. And, Good point. And, and I just, Good I just point. have to believe that that if all things considered, um, and, and I don't think the six does anything bad. I don't think they have a bad finish or anything like that. But I just have to believe in in my and and my heart wants Ryan Newman to come out and win the fucking race. I, that, that's what I want. You talk about a fucking story. But the next the two Cinderella thing, stories. Let's just put it out there before you go any further. The two yeah. Cinderella
3: stories would be Matt Kenseth or, or Ryan Newman.
1: Exactly, and, okay. and that's why I'm saying you really, if if either one of those guys win, or or God forbid they're fighting down there, Billy, for the for the win here in the last few laps, uh, it it's absolutely. Oh, I, I mean, you cannot make movie. It's a Disney strip, movie uh,
3: for God's it, sake! It
1: absolutely is. It's crazy. <laughs> I think Matt Kenseth comes out, and I think he does better. Not because I think the six team uh, or Ryan Newman fault. I just think that Ryan, uh, Matt Kenseth is coming in here fresh. He has nothing to cloud his fucking mind, and and I and he's just going to get in the damn car and drive. And I and he's he's kind of a loose guy, anyways, Billy. But I don't. Everything I've seen, I've listened to tons of radio interviews and 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 print interviews, read and all this stuff. That guy's so damn loose right now, Billy, because he doesn't have a pressure on him at all. You, you you texted the group, Billy, a picture of the hauler that's getting ready to go out with the McDonald's car and uh, what's the other car that they got? The Capital One, um, I Capital think it War. is. Capital uh, But it's already got Matt Kenseth's name on on the hauler and all these sorts of things. I'm taking Matt Kenseth, but only because of the fact that he doesn't know what he doesn't fucking know yet. And sometimes ignorance is bliss, even though he's a, a former cup champion um, and and he's and he's definitely no rookie whatsoever. I, I think he comes in and I think he gets um, a better race. But that's no slight to anybody out there. If, uh, if we get all hope and pray for a Ryan Newman or a Matt Kenseth victory, and I, and I, it would just be played ad nauseum. And, and oh geez, uh, could you imagine? I mean, it'd be could like. Could you
3: imagine? Could so, you imagine?
1: Actually, uh, long-time fans like Gus would probably get sick about it's. It's kind of like, I, oh. I, don't, I don't mean this to sound bad, but when um, Ryan Newman had his wreck, Billy Bradley, you and I heard from people we ain't talked to in years because all of a sudden NASCAR, so, something got their attention in NASCAR, right? Um, right. And it was like, you talking oh, about people. If, if Matt Kenseth or Ryan Newman oh. comes out here and wins, shit, there's not anybody on the planet that's not going to know that one of those two guys won a damn NASCAR race and why. So I'm super excited about it. Um, and as a matter of fact, I'm just, um, not that I follow these things closely, Billy, um, or Rob, I don't, I don't follow them closely, but I did happen to peek at the odds to win the NASCAR race at Darlington. I I just took a peek just for, just for fun. Um, the odds makers have Matt Kenseth. Just below Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is going off at thirty to one. They put Matt Kins is at thirty three to one. The next guy is Eric Almirola. They got Ryan Newman. They got Austin Dillon, Chris Revell, Cole Custer, Ryan Newman, all at a hundred to one, and then it drops to two hundred one um, from there. So again, okay, I, you know, I, I just happen to glance it's at your bet, uh, those sorts of things. But Billy, I, I think right now, if you are, uh, excuse me, I mean. I, I got a term I do not call. I just took a call. Um, anyways, uh, I think if you are a, a fan of NASCAR and you are a betting man, uh, you're putting money on on Ryan Newman at 100 to 1. I mean, you just have to, Billy. The story is writing itself. All. The story is writing it damn self. You have to put money on, on Ryan Newman uh, to go out there because if he does win and you plot down $100 at 100 to 1, you're taking pictures of that thing and it's getting all over the damn internet. Um, and, exactly. And, and you're, you you got 15 minutes of fame. But uh, Ryan Newman, uh, him talk, and he took a long time today, Billy, to talk. There's a lot of good nuggets in there. Um, he answered questions for a long time. Looks good. Looks healthy. Looks like he's ready to get after it. Has a good um, – his mental – I mean, he's ready, Billy. There's, there's no doubt he's ready. I'm not worried about uh, anything like that. Let's talk about Kyle Larson real quick. Billy, I don't know if you saw this earlier in the week. Um, they talked to, I think it was, I think it was Jeff Gluck talked to Denny Hamlin and asked him what he thought about Kyle Larson. You know, they're, they're big buddies. Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, big golf buddies. You know, uh, off the track, they're they hang out a lot and that sort of thing. Denny Hamlin said something that caught my mind My attention You know, Kyle Larson raced and finished 10th In his World of Outlaws debut This past week um, He has not filed for reinstatement Although he's, he's finished the classes Billy, but Denny Hamlin said um, If he wants to come back I think he could probably Find an avenue to get back Billy, when he said If he wants to come back I took notice and circled it. If he wants to come back, I'm not sure he wants to come back right away. I I just don't get that impression that he's chomping at the bit to come back on a national stage. And we talked about it last week and the week before. There's really not a whole lot of opportunity for him to get out in the community and do anything and that sort of stuff. I don't think he wants to come back right away, Billy. What are your thoughts?
2: No, I'd agree. I mean, like, I'm not saying this was an easy out for Kyle Larson because Kyle Larson lost a lot on the way he went out of the sport. Money, all of it, like, you know, none of it. But, I, I mean, I really don't think he wants to come back right now either. Like you said, I think he wants to get his name back out, try to do something positive, and then he might come back. But I don't see Kyle Larson coming back at all. Like, I mean, he said it. Plenty of times that you know dirt racing is his love. Like, and we said it. Kyle Larson races NASCAR to pay for his dirt racing. I mean, I've said it. There is zero chance he's coming back
1: in 2020. I said it weeks ago. I'll say it again. He is
2: not. In this climate,
1: he is not coming back in 2020. He sold his houses. I have no idea where he's going or that kind of stuff. I honestly don't care. I just don't see him coming back to NASCAR anytime soon. And I don't think he'll file for reinstatement until he has a clear path. He has a sponsor lined up and that sort of thing to get back into racing. I just don't think it's going to happen. By the way, um, we're recording this on Thursday at, what is it, almost 7 o'clock Eastern time, and um, they've picked uh, up to 13th. For the lineup at Darlington, Ryan Newman goes off twenty-first. Rob, you guys are going off twenty-first. Kurt Busch goes off twenty-second. Ricky Stenhouse going off twenty-third, and um, um the Jones boy goes off twentieth. So twentieth is Jones, twenty-first is Newman, twenty-second is Kurt Busch, and twenty-third is Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I'm getting ready to do um, the top twelve here in just a second. But what a what a weird thing we're doing! It, it reminds me of some of the old. Um, Bush class races, or whatever they call them, Billy Bradley, you pick a pill out of the bottle, and... Um, <laughs> it's and, a weekend uh, race.
3: Hey, it's Saturday Night Short Track, man. That's exactly... And that's right. okay.
1: That, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. The one big thing here, Billy, that, that, that is getting missed in in some of this is there's playoff points at stake in the stages. Now, at Darlington... I believe, as a matter of fact, let's just go ahead and let's 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 talk Darlington, Rob Lopes. At Darlington, Absolutely. there seems you can pass it, Darlington. You've got to pick your spots. I mean, you gotta you gotta be careful. But this ain't like a Charlotte Motor Speedway where you know you go out twelfth, you're gonna run around for fifty laps in twelfth, you're gonna come off pit road, and and that's basically the only spot you're gonna to get to to make no. to pick up some points. But at Darlington. You can race up there and you can move around a little bit. So the guys that are that are drawing for their position, the, the guys from you know thirteenth and on back have an opportunity maybe to race their way up to the top to the top ten place at the stage. But we're getting ready to go to a track. As I've already said, one of my favorite my favorite tracks here um, on the entire circuit. Uh, Rob Lopes, what does this track do to the tires? We've got a package. Are we using a new package for this year with, out there? Is that what we're using, Rob?
3: No, we're using the same stuff we've been using. Okay.
1: Uh, we're on the prescribed
3: tire that, that Goodyear had picked out for Darlington. Yep. We're just running it earlier in the year. Gotcha. Um, with that said, uh, the the big factor is going to be no practice, no qualifying, no rubber on a racetrack, the greenest track you're ever going to see. Yep.
1: You
3: know yep. what I mean? I mean, yep. we're talking – and just just to just to give a little insight on that the first part of the race is probably not going to be amazing yeah. it will be interesting but it's not going to be amazing you you're probably you might see somebody run off because yeah. they just happen to hit that razor's edge mhm however you're going to see great racing come out yeah. of it yeah because NASCAR is structuring us to give us a chance to, hey, we realize what we're doing. This is, and we touched on it earlier. We are writing the playbook as we go. Yeah. And yep. that not only from from the from the, you, you know the the health standpoint, but from the competition standpoint, we are yep. writing the playbook as we go, yep. and we, we could end up setting a new standard. Mm-hmm. And. And th- there's other racing series that are going to be watching this and they're like, man, look, look what these guys did. Yeah. You know, this is how they did it, and look how, look how well it worked. Man, you know, it was great. Yeah. And, and and while we're on a topic, I want to bring up something that that you said weeks ago, Dan, about the first race back and how big it was going to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, Here what we are.
3: bigger stage? What bigger stage than the oldest track that we run, this, the history filled Darlington Speedway, raceway?
1: Yeah,
3: it's crazy. How how big a stage do we need other than the Daytona Five Hundred? How big a stage can we make it? We are at Darlington, a racers racetrack.
1: Yep, and, and, it's gonna be and, awesome. You, you bring that up with with every, most people who watch um, or, or don't watch NASCAR have heard of the Daytona 500. Um, a lot of them have not heard about Darlington, but Darlington Racetrack is absolutely a racetrack that a new fan is gonna gonna enjoy, and they're not gonna be like, well, when they watch a Daytona race. They don't see another race like that until they get to Talladega. There's four of those races a year, Billy Bradley. Um, Right. Well, there's only one Darlington, but at least it's an intermediate track, um, and and you're going to see a lot of that racing, and so there's going to a lot of things that translate uh, to other things. And I I couldn't be more excited, Billy Bradley. The biggest thing I'm pissed off about is I want to, while I watch the race, I want to eat a damn pimento cheese sandwich. And um, oh, gotcha. I may have to go get me some pimento cheese just to just to celebrate, Billy. But I can't be more excited. Gonna be there's going to be a run on pimento cheese, yes,
3: yeah. nationwide already.
1: <laughs> yeah, toilet paper and pimento cheese this weekend are going to be in high demand, <laughs> um, and they they go hand in hand, so to speak. If you if you're with me, well, boys, let's um, let's go ahead and and talk about the the, the one thing I do want to talk about that is that is different here is the the pit stop. Okay, Um, for the competition, caution. The field will be frozen at the time of the caution, okay? Everybody will assemble behind the pace car. The running order is lead lap, and then lap down will be established, and then the free pass will be sent. There is no wave around rule for the competition caution. Pit road will open to the top 20, Billy, the top 20, and the car must beat the pace car off pit road to retain the freeze position. Then the pit road will open up for the Correct. next twenty. And the car must beat the pace car off to retain their freeze positions. Okay? The above pit cycle repeats. Each time is allowed to pit two times, reestablish the lineup for free uh, per freeze, and you restart the race. And and, and there's there's a couple yep. of fractions, Billy. Not beating the pace car on pit road results in the loss of the lap and restarting at the tail end of the field. Ouch. That that hurts. Uh, pinning more than twice or out of sequence results in restarting at the tail of the field. I can't imagine that Ouch. happening unless somebody gets really, you know, screwed up or 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 something, or maybe they hit the wall and they have to do some damage or something. And But all other current pit road rules are in effect. So you still have timing lines. You still have these other things, Billy. But I'm excited to see this, Billy. It's just something we've never seen. Patience, again, is the word. It's going to be really weird, but quite frankly, Billy, as I get older, my bladder uh, shrinks and my prostate grows. So I'll be fine to go get another beer and, um, and, and and hit the hit the head a little bit and come back and see some racing. But it's going to be different for sure, Billy. But I don't think it's going to be bad. I think we're all going to be happy. I think we're going to see cars on the track, and I think it's something interesting. I'm going to liken it to kind of what we saw at Talladega with the tandem grass. This is something we may never see again, and we might as well enjoy it while we have it, Billy. Yeah, I
2: mean it's we're not watching no damn fake racing. We're back to real racing. <laughs> it's real racing. And and we're making
1: uh we're making rules that make sense for the safety of the competitors, for the safety of the teams. To go out and do the you know the right thing. These are for competition cautions, by the way. These are for competition cautions, which we definitely need one on a very. I mean, Bob Lobbs just said it's a very very green racetrack, so uh, you're you're not going to find a greener one in, in in all of NASCAR than what we're going to hit here the next well, couple of weeks.
3: So, I'll say this. Hold
1: on. Hold on. Yeah. Just to interrupt you. Hmm? We've raced. We have gone cold turkey on green
3: racetracks before, thrown a competition yellow, and all that. But I'll tell you what. It ain't been no racetrack that's as hard on on the drivers, as hard on the cars, and as hard on the tires and hard on equipment that we do in Darlington because that is a tough-ass racetrack. There's a reason they call her the Lady in Black.
1: And I'm going to tell you something, as a NASCAR fan, I couldn't be happier. Billy Bradley, we're going to let you get started off with this thing. Pick us your winner. Pick us your dark course. Rob Lopes, you go next. We haven't done this in –
2: 10 weeks or whatever the oh hell
1: it's been. So, uh, uh, Billy Bradley, who's your who's You've got Yeah, we're doing it right now,
3: brother. I
2: just saw Brad Hell, I don't even Brad. remember who
3: won the, the first four races we ran. <laughs> pick a four. Okay, I didn't realize we were doing it. Okay. Brad
2: yeah. Keselowski got the poll. So, I'm yep. going to take Brad Keselowski. Great and pick. I'm going to take Brian Newman. Holy shit! All right, Billy Bradley.
1: By the way, before I even saw who had uh, who had the poll, I was going to take Keselowski. Um, you know, you got Joey Logano's got two wins already, Billy Bradley, and and those boys hadn't liked each other. You know, we forget about the fact that those guys were were had a lot of shit talking going on in the media, had some on track things. They switched crew chiefs or switched teams, I guess I should say. Keselowski, he's been pent up at home. Uh, working on some, you know, whatever shit he does with his 3D printers, and he's ready. I, I believe I, that's a great pick. I, I, he's definitely um, he's definitely going to be up front, and he starts on the pole. Uh, and you've got Ryan Newman, Keselowski. Who you got, Big Rob? Damn it! Um,
3: I like I like Kevin Harvick.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I like Kevin Harvick there. Yep. Man, he did he he hasn't won yet this year. Yeah. No. He has
1: not, but you can pick. You can pick him. You can pick him to win.
3: All right, I'm going to pick him to win. Man, hell,
1: I all, I what I ought
3: what I ought to do is no. Kevin Harvick is my dark horse. Ryan Truex is Brown my Chris. winner.
1: Wait, you want? Or, uh, Ryan or I'm, I'm you sorry, want Martin?
3: No, I'm sorry. I, I don't know where did that come from.
2: Rob, you went back to work this week. You still <laughs> in the damn birds and swim. No, I'm. You
3: know, I don't know why I went. Ryan Trux. I, I was thinking maybe it's my driver's name. I don't know. No, Martin <laughs> Trux. I want Martin Truex as I want. I want Martin is my winner, and Kevin is my dark horse. Sorry. Let me tell
1: you something. That, that, those right. Damn there, it, Billy! Those are the picks right there. <laughs> to be able to pick Kevin Harvick as a dark horse, there is an amazing, an amazing thing, okay? That, that's, uh, that, that's fantastic. I can tell you this.
3: If we were running Darlington on schedule, you wouldn't be picking Kevin Harvick as a dark horse because he'd
1: already have a win or two. Yeah, he, I, I, I agreed. I absolutely agree. Well, you you guys have made this difficult to me because number one in yeah. 1A is, better... is Keselowski and Harvick. I like Kyle Busch here. Um, the the Toyotas yeah. have know? struggled a little bit here, but I think Kyle Busch is by the way, Kyle Bush is running every possible race at Darlington and Charlotte over the next couple of weeks. He is going to be He's a busy a star bitch. Yeah, He's seven going to be days races in 11 days. If anybody can do it, it's him. But, you know, Denny Hamlin has been on a tear. Um, by the way, uh, the Jones boy won this race last year, y'all. Don't forget about that. So JGR knows what they're doing here. I'm going to take Kyle Bush as my winner. And I've been going back and forth between the Benedetto because the Benedetto had a hell of a run here uh, last year. I think he finished in a top, I think it was a top 10, maybe a top five. Um, but I believe he all, I'm, Billy, I'm looking right now. He starts third. I'm going to take yep. De I either the Benedetto or Kenseth because I want to look smart. And if Kenseth doesn't, uh, you know, do very good, then, I mean, hell, he hasn't raced in a year. But I'm going to take the Benedetto. I'm in it to win it, God it. I'm taking Talbush and Matt Benedetto as my Dark Horse. Uh-huh. And, boys, we have finally picked a winner in Dark Horse for the first time in months. I I couldn't be more months. excited. Uh, Rob Lopes, when do you, you guys get on the road uh, to Darlington, and do you have any idea when you might be home? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: It's a one-day show, man. We're driving down in the morning. We're driving home after the race.
1: I think you'll be home before midnight. We're in
3: and out. Huh? You think you'd be home before midnight? No. No, I was. Well, I'm not gonna say no. In my head, I'm thinking 11 o'clock. Okay. In my head. All now right. that. Now here again, there's a whole process that we're dealing with with NASCAR, and and I agree with what they're doing. That. We're we're trying to keep everybody safe, and we're trying to keep the social distance thing. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's not going to be that much race traffic because the only yeah. race traffic is going to be us, you guys. us guys leaving a racetrack. Yeah, not hundred thousand fans.
1: Um, I'm 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 thinking eleven o'clock. I should be home. That's my well, thought right now. I hope it's no later than that for you, Rob. Lopes. Listen, guys. The name of this race is the Real Heroes Four Hundred. That is going to be yeah. the title of this. It's going to be so cool. Like... It's, it's a fantastic name. We don't need any, we don't need anything else. This is a perfect title for the podcast, The Real uh-huh. Heroes Four Hundred. The world is watching. It's going to be an amazing thing, Rob Lopes. I wish you nothing but safety to, to all the teams. Hey, before yeah, go ahead.
3: Before we check out right here, before we yeah. check out right here, there's one thing that I wanted to touch on that is kind of uh, we're everybody's so excited, we're so amped up. You know, the fans, the teams. The drivers, everybody's amped up to get out there, but there's one thing that I think is a bummer, and it's it's a six guy thing. Obviously, it's a six road crew guy, six pit crew guy, the guys that deal with a six car. Yeah. Is we can't walk up to our man and give him a hug. Oh God!
2: and yeah, be hard. like, man,
3: you're our guy. Yeah. And wow. we are so glad to see you. We are so glad to have you back in the seat. We can't just we can't walk up, high fiving, hugging, talk to him face to face. We can't do that. That's the bummer.
0: I mean, there's Ooh, a lot of
3: bummers. Don't get me wrong. There's bummers up and down the field because none of these team guys can do can do to their driver what they normally do: fist bumps, hugs, whatever. You know, talk face to face. There's not going to be there's not going to be any of that. I didn't
0: but even think about that. that. Ryan,
3: the Ryan that Ryan's getting in the car after everything that happened and the six guys can't walk up to him and go, Brother, hell yeah, let's do this and give him a hug and let him know that we that we love him as much as he loves us That's a huge bummer, but that's about the only bummer out of this. That we can't do we can't give our guys hugs and or high fives or handshakes or whatever that because it's a team thing, man. It is a team thing.
1: That's crazy. I, I never even thought about that, Billy Bradley. Your guy's coming back is, from that, something
3: that's like the that. big bummer. Yeah. And it's up and down pit Road. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're talking because none of us have been around our drivers. None of yeah. us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And well, the fact that you,
3: and, and I'm just looking at it from the sixth because we've been three races without the dude. Yeah. And we went, and, and like we said in previous podcasts, we went from "Hey man, we're winning a Do- Daytona 500" to yeah. "Holy hell, yeah. what just happened?" Let's hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope for the best, and we can't even give this guy a hug, yeah, or a handshake or anything. That's kind of a bummer. Well, anyway, I, for,
2: I for I don't want
3: I, I don't want to I don't want to down the podcast, but I'm just saying that's where.
2: No, that's real. On the
3: upside, on the upside of it, that's real life. And you know what? There's people out there. You know, every damn one of us. There's people in our heads are like, man. As soon as I can hug this song, yeah. done, I'm going to yeah. hug him,
1: damn or right. her, or yeah.
3: or whoever. Yeah. I can't wait to give somebody a hug. Yep. Yep. Because I miss them, or I, you know, I care about them, or what have you.
1: Yep. There you go. Here you, you know, go. it's funny you say we're that. All Rob. A team. I, I met a guy yesterday, um, he's a, um, a school superintendent, I went to go look at uh, some work and, and and give him some help on it, and I was like, and I've known him for a long time, and I said, hey man, hopefully soon we can get together and have a bourbon, he said, hell, hopefully next time I see you we'll be able to shake hands, and I was like, oh shit, that's a no pretty good point, I mean, that's, hell, I, I mean, when you boil it down to that, yeah, it'd be nice to be able to, you know, shake your buddy's hand and, and that sort of thing, and it's a, this is this billy we've been down the pit road before you know pre-race and every team all 40 all 40 teams the crew the guys all line up on that damn white line there by their pit box billy every one of them line up on that white line and if you're standing in that in that area uh, you get pushed the hell out of the way by some big sons of bitches. Hey, hey uh, <laughs> yeah. our team stands on this white line here, um, and they, they, you know, they do the national anthem, and 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 to be able to, it, it's, it's going to be super weird, and I couldn't be more excited to, because the weirdness is going to feel like home, and it's strange because we've never done this shit before, but we're going to go racing, boys. We're going back racing the real Heroes 400 this Sunday. I cannot wait. For Rob Lopes, for Billy Bradley, I'm Daddo. Let's go racing boys, what do you say? Let's go.
3: Let's go racing.
2: Hell yeah. With all this craziness going on in the world right now, we appreciate you spending a little time with us. Before you leave, take a minute and check out this new song by Guy L. Boom and Alex Hobbs. Here's End of the World. Yeah.
0: Let's go. I'm turning off my TV. Shit's getting rough service negativity I think I had enough I got my own demons that I'm still dealing with and if you still wanna be here I gotta make one thing clear don't just say you love me show me you say that you're with me then prove me I'm really trying to find my feelings but it's getting scary out here I don't wanna be alone tonight baby hold me tight tonight oh. Come on, baby, make love to me. Like it's the end of the world. like it's the end of the world. oh, like it's the end of the world. Love me like the world is the world, like it's the end of the world. Love me, like the world oh, love me like the world is ending. You can't be another mistake when we might Screw the critics, I just leave your love It's the end of the world oh, Like it's the end of the world